Hi, welcome to the first ever episode of There's My Beer, featuring me, Johnny, your host for this journey we're going to take throughout the next few, I don't know, months, years, decades, whatever. Uh, you might have heard me before, I do some other podcasts, I do the Attack of the B-Movies podcast, I do um, Jedi Fun Time with a friend of mine. Anyways, enough about me. You're probably wondering what this podcast is about, other than beer. Well, it is about beer, typically. Uh, the brewery scene has exploded, and there's always been two sides, right? There's craft fan, craft beer fans, and there's macro brew fans, and they don't get along. I like to try everything, whether it's made by Anheuser-Busch or Miller, or made by Short Fuse right near here in Schiller Park, Illinois, because... I do think there's a lot of bad beer out there produced by both sides, but I think there's good beer too. So throughout this podcast, I'm going to have some guests stop in occasionally, um, some co-hosts, and we're going to do some uh, some live shows from some of the local breweries we go to, local bars, usually be in the evening because uh, that's when they're open and when I'm not working. But overall, the show is going to be me journeying through beer with you. Uh, I, I don't know the fancy terms for stuff. I, I really don't. I, I try to do the best I can to describe it. I can tell you if it's something I like or don't like. And uh, this is going to be a relatively short episode. I don't actually have a, any beer reviews for this episode yet. I mean, I do. I just haven't. I'm not going to do them in this one since it's just kind of an intro. You know, I'm going to eventually start integrating in some news items. Uh, hopefully on the Facebook page I'll be able to put some news items, trivia items, stuff like that. Make it, you know, make it fun, make it interactive. And I do want anyone that listens, please visit the Facebook page. Please share it with your friends. Please post. If you think I'm wrong on something, go ahead and tell me I'm wrong on something. I'm not a beer snob. I'm sure some of you will be. That's cool. That's who you are. That's whatever it takes. Hey, you know, that's fine with me. I do know plenty of beer snobs. Don't worry. For today's episode, I wanted to go over something that I always wondered... And I have people ask me all the time, and a lot of people have this conception that I'm some beer expert, and I'm really not. Like I said, I don't know all the proper terms. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff I don't know. One thing I do know is the difference between a lager and an ale. And I know the difference between a lager and an ale, and an ale because I looked it up before many times. Well, let me correct it. There's two main differences between a lager and an ale. Then there's a lot of subtle differences, right? So... Loggers are usually beers like, um, like MGD is a lager, you know, um, ales, ales, ale is a large, ale covers a large category because like stouts are in ales, but so are IPAs. So it's, it's weird how it's divided up. And each, each category has got a good 15 or 20 different styles of beers, but that's not what I'm really going to get into here. The main thing is what makes each one their own thing, right? Now, for a long time, I was always told the temperature at which it's, you know, produced and the temperature at which it ferments and the, t and the type of yeast it is. Basically, they always say that the main difference between the yeast is that an ale uses top fermenting yeast and a lager uses bottom fermenting yeast. While that is exactly, tr that is, while that is true to an extent, realistically, the yeast goes throughout the whole brew, right? But during certain parts of fermentation, that's when the yeast does settle in one of the two spots. So there's different, it's two different types of yeast also that are used, commonly anyway. Ale uses a, for fermentation, ale uses Saccharomyces cervevisia. I know I massacred that, and I'm sorry that I did. 
it's a yeast that's um, used in winemaking, bread making, and a bunch of other stuff. And it's a very hearty yeast. Uh, and it supposedly can give you a higher alcohol content also. It basically, it's like the godfather yeast. It's like the original main yeast that came out thousands of years ago. It's considered a top. It's, it's considered top fermenting because what happens during fermentation is, during the beginning of fermentation, it, it rises to the top and it stays there for a while. When you get near the end of your fermentation cycle, this is how you kind of know if you're brewing at home that it's you're nearing the end. The yeast falls to the bottom, so that's why people say, "Oh, it's top." Whether it's top or bottom fermenting, because during fermentation it's on the top, where lager yeast is on the bottom. And I'll get to that in a second too. Now, lager yeast is uh, called Saccharomyces, same thing in the beginning, that I can't pronounce, Uvarium, or Uvarum. Now, it comes from Bavaria, which is basically the German, like, the German area. Uh, it comes from the, it comes from the Renaissance time. I guess, technically, since most American breweries originally were founded by Germans, the bulk of American beer used this yeast in the beginning. It was one of the first yeasts to arrive in the New World, and it was because of German immigrants. Anyways, the beer came here from Bavaria. It's not that it ferments completely at the bottom, right? So it, um, it just doesn't rise as much. It does rise a bit, but it generally is on the lower half of the tank. And as fermentation starts to slow down, when you're getting near the end, like ale yeast falls, so does lager yeast. Now, the reason it got, the assumption anyway, for the reason it got this low, the low um, fermenting yeast theory was probably because when they look in barrels, when they look in fermentation kegs or fermentation tanks, they couldn't see the yeast where ale yeast was sitting right on top. It also is a lot less hardy than ale yeast. It can't be used as many as many things. It breaks down quicker. It, it's more particular about its temperature. I will say, though, that it can handle colder temperatures. This yeast also produces sugar slower, so it takes longer to, to brew. And um, I don't believe it can go as high in alcohol, but that, that can be different nowadays. I mean, there's other things that can do that. I had mentioned how, that, how lager yeast can go colder or is, you know, can handle temperatures and be at below 39 degrees. I think it is and be active. 39 degrees Fahrenheit. Sorry. That leads me to the next difference between the two. The other difference between the ale and the lager is the temperature at which they are fermented at. So most yeasts typically die eh, about 104 degrees and then they, uh, they start to like cease activity around eh, 60, 55 degrees, right around there. So top brewing, or top brewing ales, the yeast they use, it's designed to be brewed at a higher temperature. Usually you brew an ale between 60 and 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, there's a few out there that go higher, but generally you're talking 60 to 80 degrees. It also, this also increases the fermentation, or shortens the fermentation cycle, increases, you know, the activity and that's why ales are brewed quicker. Now, lagers, they could brew. They could they could brew at a colder temperature. I don't remember the details of how cold. Now, the other main difference is that lagers go through a thing called lagering, 
which is cold conditioning. That's where the term lager comes from. Lager comes from the German lager, which means storage. Now, roughly storage. Now, the reason it's called that is because when they would lager their beers, they stored them in caves throughout Europe. Now, we're talking Central and Northern Europe. It's colder, so the cold temperatures let the beer keep longer for a longer period of time, where ales, you know, in the warmer temperature, they, they go bad quicker. It also provided lagers with a more clear, with a clearer um, color at the time, where uh, ales were a little foggier. That's pretty much the basic thing. There's a few other um, distinguishing factors. And to be fair, there is a third category. I think it's called hybrid. There's like five or six beer uh, beer types in it. I don't remember which one's offhand. It's so small. I, I think it's probably growing now with people mixing stuff. Like Sam Adams has a Sam 76, which is half lager, half ale. I, I don't know what you consider. I guess you would consider that maybe a hybrid brew. I'm not really sure. Um, but, you know, for the... Uh, for the, the quick way to summarize all that without me stuttering over it is ales tend to be darker and they're a little cloudier. They have a little higher content. content. Uh, for some reason, ales tend to be a little fruitier. I think it might be because of the hops people use in them. Uh, and they seem to be more flavorful. And they ferment quicker. They're less... Uh, they're, the temperature control for fermentation from when you're doing home, home brewing is far more forgiving. With ales, you can just store it in your basement. Uh, lagers, on the other hand, they're lighter, they're clear, they have a lighter appearance, they have generally a lower alcohol content, but they are a sweeter beer usually. You usually get a little more sweet from them. They generally seem to be good. A lot of people like lagers in the summer, right? Like you're outside, you're cutting the grass, you're hanging out with your friends, you're grilling out. You Lagers work well. Stuff like uh, Modelo, is, I think Modelo's a lager, Corona, Budweiser, Miller, Miller Genuine Draft, Miller Light is too. Um, I'm not saying I like all those, but those are lagers. They're a little crisper, they're smoother, they go down easier. Differences when you're brewing them, you have to make sure you keep them at a colder, temp colder temperature when you're storing them. And you have to remember that they do take longer to brew. Now, that's about it for this episode, but maybe I will throw in one beer review. And I'm going to review... So for this beer review that I'm adding on to here, even though I said I wasn't going to, I'm going to review a beer called Jungle Boogie. Jungle Boogie I had over the weekend. Actually, I had it yesterday. It's by Mars Brewing Company in Chicago. Uh, I never, I had never heard of this brewery until yesterday. My cousin told me about it, and he pulled one out. And it was the uh, the Jungle Boogie is considered an American Pale Wheat Ale, which is a mouthful, but it also contains Rubus tea, R O O I B O S T in it. Pouring this beer. I noticed that the appearance was um, like a light orange. There was a bit of a foamy head on it. Uh, the head stuck around a little bit, not too far or not too long. The aroma was nice and citrusy. You had uh, some orange and then you smelled the fruitiness of the tea. Now, the taste of this was fantastic. It, it, was, it was a bit hoppy, but it was very smooth. It was very well balanced. I'm not a, really a hoppy beer guy. It was very smooth. It was very well balanced. And you tasted the orange, you tasted you tasted the orange primarily initially, but then just at the like near the halfway point of your taste, you started to taste the tea in it. And it was very floral, very citrusy, and it was very just 
it was very good. It was a, it's a great wheat based beer, and um, the tea really is showcased in it. Where a lot of beers, you know, you don't really get it. This one, it was very very show it was showcased very well in it, but it was very balanced and it tasted like it tasted quality. Like the mouthfeel, mouthfeel is always tricky to me because some people don't. It's hard to describe it, but when you have a cheap beer, even if it tastes good, you would tell that it's not quite quality ingredients. Um, you could tell that this was a quality, they used quality ingredients in this. And if you find it anywhere, I, I don't know where they distribute. I know it's in the Chicagoland area. That's where I'm based out of, uh, near Chicago, not in Chicago. I'm in the suburb. Um, I, I highly recommend it. I, I really, really like it. Now, if you don't like floral teas or, or fruity teas or citrusy beers, not going to be for you. If you're like me and you go out of your comfort zone constantly for beer and you try things that you know you might not like just to see, give it a shot. Like for me, I don't like IPAs, but I try many IPAs and I have found ones I do like. But this one, uh, I think it comes in about 5.5% alcohol by volume, so it's not super high. It's more than your standard like stuff that people usually drink. I definitely recommend it. So if you're in the Chicagoland area, I think they're in, I want to say Bridgeport near uh, Comiskey Park. Sorry, U.S. Cellular Field. Sorry, Guaranteed Rate Field, where the White Sox play. It's got like, it has like 19 names around here. But if you're around there, check it out. They have a tap room. Uh, I hear the food's, pr the food's pretty good. I've never tried it. But I've tried this beer, and I definitely recommend it. And I think that's it for this episode. I don't have any news or anything yet. Just wanted to get the water, get the beer flowing out of the taps, you know, make sure the lines are clean. Uh, introduce myself, introduce what I want the show to be. Hopefully you liked what you heard and you want to stick around and listen to more. And I'm going to try to do them quite often. They're going to be short episodes. I don't think I'll ever do anything more than a half hour or an hour. Generally, probably if it's just me doing beer reviews, 15 minutes and some news, 15, 20 minutes. So anyways, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and stay tuned.